Hi, this is Rachel Croft, and you're listening to Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM. Yes, it is. And I'm delighted to say, zooming onto the show, is the wonderful Rachel Croft. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for zooming in. Um, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. Just preparing for my uh, European tour that's in two days' time. Uh, oh. Lots to think about. Travelling solo on trains. So, oh, wow. You're doing it <laughs> all via trains across Europe. Um yeah, that'd be interesting. Okay, you're going to do a survey for us as to which countries have the best trains? Yeah. You're a train fan? I've been told Switzerland's pretty good, so um, I'm, oh. I'm most of my tours there, so it should be fine. Um, but the average journey time per day is about four, five hours, so... <laughs> oh, wow, that's a lot of train. <laughs> well, we'll survive this tour, but we'll, we'll try. <laughs> They're very on time, the Swiss trains, from my recollection, mm. um, and double-decker as well, so, so enjoy oh, upstairs and downstairs. What's that? I've got like three three suitcases slash a massive guitar <laughs> suitcases, so I'd probably end up on the ground floor, hopefully, anyway. <laughs> Downstairs sounds like a better plan, yeah. <laughs> Can you uh, describe the backdrop for us? Where are you zooming in from? Oh, I'm in my little flat in London, actually, um, which I moved to uh, just over a year ago. Um, and I do all my work out of here, my songwriting, um, all of my admin stuff, so yeah. It's my yeah. little nest homework yeah. all of it um <laughs> just up the road in london lovely um before we talk about the music let's get to know a bit more about you um we'll start with a quick fire round tell us three places that are really important and why nottingham my hometown uh because that is where it all began um it's where my family are york which is where i consider myself the place that mm, made me as a musician because I started there as a busker about nine, nine or 10 years ago now. Um, and here in London, because this is where I've kickstarted my, um, my mission to really grow. And it gave me a new lease of life after like nine years in a small but lovely town of York. Oh, wow. It's fascinating that you started 10 years ago busking on the streets mm -hmm. of Nottingham. Um, have yeah. you done it again for old time's sake? Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. oh yeah um yeah so I, I joined part of the network rail scheme in london so i've actually played in waterloo and king's cross and loads of the bit liverpool street all the big stations have uh, little platforms you might see them not in the underground it's, it's a different scheme so uh -huh. um i have been doing some busking but it's not as it's not as good as york was um for busking. <laughs> also these days everyone has contactless cards which makes uh, the fact that there's not much change around anymore, which is yeah really great about the skiing in York. <clears throat> it's fascinating. You know, we live quite close to London, so I'm in and out all the time, and just just seeing the the quality of some of the people who are playing uh, little sets on the the underground at night. Sometimes you stand there waiting for a train, and think I could stay here a while. This is fascinating. <laughs> I really like. Um, there's a long walk down Central Line to Tot in Tottenham Court. To get to the central line there's this long walk and there's often somebody there at the end and there's quite a long run-up so you can really hear hear them <laughs> they're very brave and also i wouldn't want to sing in the tubes because of all the dust like even oh, just yeah. through you know, I don't know at least the train station is a bit more airy you know <laughs> you'll get the black bogies in york oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay, we digressed. Uh, so imagine you're stranded on an alien planet. Um, of course, realistic scenario. Uh, you can only take one movie and one CD. What are you taking? Wow. Um, can it be a TV series rather than a film? Yeah, yeah. I reckon right now, it would be Daisy Jones and the Six because I'm obsessed. Oh, nice. I've not seen it. it yet, but it looks great. Oh, I love it. I'm like Daisy, minus any of the you know abuse of various things <laughs> um and um what would the cd be i mean i'm really into big thief at the moment so any of their stuff really. oh nice yeah it's quite it's kind of fierce but also dreamy and amazing lyrics yeah big thief we are checking it out straight after this marvelous and of course you can take your own cds as well <laughs> obviously all of my oh. records i should say <laughs> no, no, fairly... no artist ever <laughs> <laughs> take all your own your own backpack to sell them to the alien race that's what you're gonna <laughs> i'm fairly new to your music basically found you on instagram and have been blown away by your music ever since um it's fabulous before we get into your newer stuff um when did you start playing and, and writing your own music uh my first my first proper songs were back in sort of 2013 2014 um i'd just become a busker in york full-time after university and there's something very different about writing original music and the, the reaction that people give you when you're like i wrote this song as opposed to you performed a song well uh, so i started there and I've grown up around folk music, so it was more folky. It was Joni Mitchell, Eva Cassidy, um, and Scott Matthews, which would be a bit more of a niche um, artist. But I saw him play in York, and he inspired me. It was in April 2014. He played at the Duchess in York, and I went with my friend. And he wrote the most beautiful music. And so I started writing from there because I was like, it's not a hit, but it's stunning music. Um, it's dreamy, and and so really, he, yeah, he was the catalyst to start me from writing my own, start me writing my own music. Yeah. That's interesting. So you mentioned people like Eva Cassidy and, and Joni Mitchell because your your music has that ability. I imagine you playing that in a, a busking setting and people just standing in their tracks and go. Oh, it's on YouTube. Oh you can go and see it. <laughs> <laughs> Captured forever on oh, YouTube. Yeah. Especially the hungover ones, people seem to love those, which is very unfortunate. I'm like, why did Song for Ireland by Mary Black go nuts <laughs> when I am so hanging? It's awful. And everyone's like, oh, she's messing up too much reverb. I'm like, yeah, well, it's barely awake. So. <laughs> you made it there. That's the thing. You know, work ethic. <laughs> we just heard your your song only dreams uh which came out a few years ago if you're listening on the radio um that track is is absolutely spellbinding um what inspired that song in particular so that was the first song that i wrote that was uh i could really feel the instrumentation behind it not just vocal and guitar and it was also the first song that i wrote at a reasonable hour in the day i wrote it like <laughs> in the before that it was all 4 a.m like really, really early in the morning because I couldn't, I was too self-conscious about what I was writing. Um, Only Dreams was, I think what inspired it was I was listening to a lot of London glamour. You might notice. Oh, maybe oh nice. Yes. Um, I loved that. And also there is 
a lot of people have likened it to Wicked Game, which actually I am very flattered mm -hmm. by. It's the same chord progression. Um, but I didn't actively make that connection until after I'd written it. And I was like, oh, gosh, it is like my version. <laughs> anyway, I shouldn't really, <laughs> shouldn't really say that probably, but I'm very <laughs> flattered that people say it's Chris Isaacy. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, now you mention it, I, I, I guess they're right, yeah. But it is such a, I mean, to, to have written that during the daytime, I feel like it's the kind of song that, that surprise, surprisingly wasn't written at night time. Well, actually, to be honest, like the, the verses were written for a completely different song and I didn't have a chorus for it. And then I was like, oh, because I'd written the, the chorus in the afternoon and then I was like, oh, well, I've got these lyrics that don't fit anywhere. And then they fit so nicely into the start of the song. And yeah, that, that, that fell together quite nicely. It was quite a proud moment. Normally I have to absolutely drag songs out. So yeah, yeah. the best ones think. come together naturally. Yeah. <laughs> like a dream. Um, you've got an EP out too called uh, Reap What You Sow, which is equally mesmerizing to listen to. Um, the lead track on that's brilliant from the very first line. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> that must go down a storm live. Yeah, but I can't. I can't say it with a straight face. Uh, it's the first line is "You're a bitter little man," um, which I then have to like do the eyes around the room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It it's hard to do it with a straight face or too scathing, but it's quite entertaining to do as well. Yeah, I am. it's a really fun one to perform, especially with a band, because you can really grow it into the the James Bond pastiche that it is, you know. <laughs> it really is like an epic cinematic kind of sound where you have, you, you start off so quiet and sensitive and then it builds to, to loud. Syncing is my, my thing, like putting, trying to make music that would fit with screen. That's my ambition. And I've been looking at <laughs> to me three times so far have like music synced on tv and, and shows and the bbc which i was really grateful for um but that's my goal as a musician is to create music that you see things when you hear it not in a trippy way but yeah it's the perfect soundtrack as a writer i've, I've discovered your music and, and often listen to stuff and think oh that's inspired me for an idea so already yeah. I'm, I'm listening to your stuff thinking oh my god this like ideas galore Good. I'm pleased. That's really good to hear. <laughs> your, uh, your Twitter bio says something along the lines of, uh, I write songs about people I don't like, which is great. And uh, mm. also something I always admire in an artist. Um, what advice would you give to a new songwriter or uh, someone who's afraid to do that? Well, I tend to write about things that uh, I'm feeling very strongly at the time or that uh, has built up over a long time. And I think when you're writing a song, I think the most powerful thing you can do is make the chorus the thing that you really want to shout the most. Does that make sense? So yeah. uh, now you're gonna reap what you sow. Like you reap what you sow is the message of the song really. Um, my advice, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to say to that one. Um, you should write music that's true to you and try not to get too influenced by what's around you. Like, I think there's, at the moment, there's an awful lot of music that is, um, for example, there's a lot of, uh, I think it's called like sad girl music. And 
Um, that is so cool at the moment, but I, I, I write songs that are a bit more, I don't know, shouty over there. But, but stuff, yeah. Stick, you should stick to the thing that in your soul you think's right and um, try not to be swayed by trends rather than like your actual, the, your messages to the world. Like be true and, and remain true to your sound. And I think that will help you in the long run rather than trying to chase chase an idea that you think you know it's popular at the moment so we're going to continue i mean you can obviously people do what they want but i've tried to stick with what i love uh, no matter what the noise is going on around does that make sense absolutely that's, that's great mm. advice must be better to perform live as well when you're performing stuff that you've written rather than yeah. stuff that you you felt should have been written that it's, it's coming from you you'll enjoy yeah. it like Weaver Bird, for example, it's not cool, but it was. It is cool because it's this weird, like it could have been written eighty years ago, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's a strange song, but like it's so true to me that I was like, I love this song because it says exactly what I want to say in exactly the way that makes me feel good, you know. And I think you should always chase the thing that makes you feel the proudest rather than going, oh, we should change this because this is cooler. Well, is it cool to you? And if not, don't do it. It's cool because you make it cool. That's it. Nice. Make your sound. Make your sound. <laughs> Excellent advice. I was going to ask you about Weaver Bird, actually. Glad you brought that up because it's it's the sort of song that's totally different from all of your other songs. Yeah. Um, where did that inspiration strike and how did that come about? It came to me in a dream. <laughs> oh wow anyway, i um i felt i was falling asleep um well really i wrote an awful lot around the time when i was moving from york to london and that was you know maybe a year and a half ago or something like that um we started to make plans and i was so stressed about that because i always thought that london was kind of out of my reach there's a lot of things that i basically assumed to give up when I decided to be a full-time musician, for example, doing lots of t traveling around the world or living somewhere like London because it's so expensive and, and it feels so impossible from the outside. And so I had a lot of fear about my path as an artist as well. Um, because I've, I've been a full-time musician for like nine or 10 years now. And a lot of my friends, I've got, you know, proper employed jobs. They're getting their houses, they're getting their families, they're getting, and I'm still living this completely different way of life, which is, I don't know, like you, you never know what's around the corner for you. It's really exciting, but it's like, very, yeah, it's quite a stressful thing to be part of. So Weaver Bird and Hurricane, they're about exactly the same thing, which is about straying from life's beaten path, which is what is expected or what is like the standard thing to do, which is, you know, um, grow up, get your education, um, get married, buy a house, have kids. And uh, there is nothing, nothing at all wrong with that. Um, I'm not saying that there is. Um, that formula works for some. I, I strayed away from what's, what I feel like was expected and what my family expect, not, not, not that they're not supportive, they are, but you know, I've gone on this random music journey over here. Um, and that's really what the songs are about and how 
there are a lot of people that I know who have stayed on the beaten path and yet they are still not that happy. So it's a funny, it's just a comment on, on life's path and, and choosing to stray from it. And maybe it's not so scary after all, because the beaten path can be just as scary. <laughs> it certainly can. That's, that's brilliant. The fact that that came to you in a, in a dream is, is almost like, I mean, you hear it, it sounds almost like a, a modern nursery rhyme or something, yeah. or something you'd sing a child. It was weird. It was a weird song because I was like, this is, is this even me? And it took ages to write all the different verses. And then we were sick of it. Um, my partner was walking around the house constantly going, weave a bird. Weave <laughs> and so it was clearly an earworm, but it was a weird earworm. And then it got ignored for about, I don't know, probably about four months or so. Because I was like, that's a weird song. Let's, let's ignore that that happened. And then I played <laughs> it to somebody who was a musician because we were talking about different songs we've written. And he was like, oh, you're like a lullaby. And I was like, I'll give you a lullaby. And he was like, it sounds like a song that's always been. Yeah. I was like, is the biggest compliment ever. So then I was like, okay, I insist, uh, I, I must have validation from outside my um, <laughs> myself of my own song. So <laughs> for him to say it was good, gave it uh, value. And it meant that I ended up writing, uh, well, recording it and then releasing it as a sort of obvious and, and um, what yin yang to hurricane hurricanes the fire the storm the sun yeah and we the bird is the cool damp night and it's so interesting that both of those songs were about exactly the same thing but were approached in a completely different way i just love that amazing stuff uh, the lyrics in your songs are, are a big part of what i love about your music uh, they're really quite poetic um just curious have you have you ever tried poetry or you do you write that on yeah. the side when I was a kid, I used to write poems about people. <laughs> um, but I also listen to a lot, like lyrics are so important for me when I'm listening to a song as well. Not always, but often, like the beauty of Joni Mitchell is the story. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and when, you, when you hear a lyric that's just so, it is so satisfying. So I tend to put a lot of effort into the lyrics. Um, because I want to say exactly what I mean, but it does mean that it's quite hard to write a lot. And sometimes it can stop me. It's, it's my own limitation because I'm wanting to say something exactly as I mean it. And that can sometimes attack the overall like energy of the song when some of the best songs in the world are like the chorus is repeated. It's just like the same line repeated over and over. I really struggle yeah. to do you want to say something different oh, i need to put a million line. different meanings into this <laughs> um so yeah but i have done a bit, a bit uh, i have done a bit of poetry but um no more 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 with the music because um it's just the way that i'm used to doing it now i guess yeah what comes first to you is it, is it the lyrics or the, the music or um does it just kind of depend on the the inspiration usually i sit down and I start to play chords or finger pick a certain like pattern and then something will start to feel nice and then I will start humming a tune and then the words tend to come. But I do also have in my phone, I have a note section of like lots of different ideas 
yeah. whether they actually help or not, I don't, I don't go through them and directly write, but they are then locked in my brain from when I noted them down. So then the themes come back, but really it'll be about something that I'm feeling strongly at the time. Like at the moment, I'm thinking an awful lot about friendships and how friendships don't always end because they're bad and you can't hold on to all friendships all the time. Mm. And sometimes I'm very much a ruminator and very much a sort of, I like to write not only about people I don't like, but the other thing that I love to write about is big widescreen life things. Like We the Bird and Hurricane are both about life's path. And yeah, it's just an, it's just an avenue of that really. Yeah. What that. did we do before the, the notes on the phones, honestly? Uh, they're, they're, no. <laughs> well, I love the notebook. I love a notebook. I like handwriting things. If oh, yeah, to. yeah. Because I find that I don't remember that I've got it. <laughs> yeah. It's nice um, to flick through it every now and again and go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that, I got that idea. You can't draw on there. I love to draw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Little uh, doodles in the notebook. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen you performing live yet, uh, but I understand you are performing live on tour. Very, well, very soon, like now, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm off to Switzerland and then a bit of France, then Switzerland again, then Italy, then I'm going to the Netherlands and then in June I'm going to New York and Nashville. Um, I'm just playing for joy in those places, but I am getting to play, so I'm really lucky. Um, oh, wow. I have got a couple of London shows coming. Uh, well, one, for sh well, two actually. Um, the first one's on the 17th of May at the Karma Sanctum. Um, which is just off Regent Street. It's a hotel that's uh, part owned by Iron Maiden, actually, which is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. They've got some really cool stuff in there, like amazing photos. And yeah, there's all sorts of interesting people that always hang around there. So yeah. We're doing like quite an intimate show there, just me. Uh, and I'm hoping to do another band show because we sold out, almost sold out for our um, 15th of May show, Paper Dress Vintage. And then there were train strikes <laughs> oh, um, no. yeah. and, and tube strikes and everything that could go wrong, could, went wrong. I had a more of <laughs> it. Brilliant. It was so good. <laughs> no, actually it was amazing though, but I'm hoping to re recreate without any of the, the yeah. no strikes. No, yeah, yes. we'll do it again. yeah, but that's later in the season, but everything is on my website. That's coming up and I'm updating it all the time. I'm doing something at the Camden Chapel Thursday the 13th of July. I'm playing at Camden Chapel as part of the Cloud uh, Cloud Watcher Uno sessions. Uh, Excellent. I'm headliner. Of Spicy. course. Of course. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Head on down. Oh. Come and watch. <laughs> Fantastic. The Camden Chapel is a great place. It's a great place to see an intimate show. Um, so that'll be, that'll be grand. Um, Excellent. Um, any other plans for 2023? New music, stuff like yes, that? Yes. I am. Uh, ah. I'm actually releasing a song on, I believe, the 19th of May. We're still waiting for the master to come back. We need Ooh. To but I am so proud of it. It's a, it's like a, it's a colossal ballad. It grows, and you don't expect it. It's got this massive wall of sound section, and I'm just so excited. I will absolutely send it to you close to the time. I also have a, one that's going to come out hopefully at the end of end of summer, which I need to record still. But I've been using this very cool studio up in York. Gone back home. It's so ah. funny. Moved down to London, 
to start my career again. And then I discovered my favorite person to work with is back up in York where I came from. <laughs> back to okay. your and I didn't ever use him when I was there. It was so stupid. But anyway, we're going to work on this other song, and that one's about forgiving yourself for the past you and how past you makes you you now. Does that make sense? Oh, nice. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I'm so pleased to hear new music is coming as well. And uh, we'll definitely get to see you at one of your amazing London gate dates. And um, good luck with, with Switzerland and France and everywhere else. Um, anywhere you haven't played before, you're, you're majorly excited to play on this. Um, literally all of Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> um, in fact, every venue that I'm going to is a new one, which is so exciting. Um, yes. I've done an awful lot of work in... The Netherlands, I played there a lot, and I started doing that because of my. Um, someone saw me. My 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 tour manager saw me on YouTube doing one of those folk. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Do you know YouTube is important? If any musicians out there, get yourself, get your videos, get your busking stuff up onto YouTube because I've had so much come through from YouTube just wow. from. Just from them, just from being there over the years, like the, some of those videos are really old. <laughs> but yeah, even uh, in the TikTok generation, YouTube still yeah, has a place. Still got YouTube. Like, I mean, TikTok is great. I'm trying to crack, trying to crack TikTok. But, <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a market. So I'm apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it it's, it's a technique, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of social media and stuff, where can we find out more and keep up with all your your latest exploits? Oh, yeah. Um, so I have a website, which is rachelcroftmusic.com. Rachel with an E-L, Rachel, and then Croft like Tomb Raider, like Lara Croft. Oh, nice. Um, and have you ever I done have... any tomb raiding? No, I have not. No, okay. I've got the eyebrows. I feel like they were good. <laughs> yes. Um, I have the Croft eyebrow. Um, yeah, and then also YouTube, Instagram, um so instagram is my biggest platform and it's rachel croft music is my handle so do find me on there and be my friend or subscribe to my mailing list on my website that would be very cool keep informed with all the updates excellent we shall definitely do that i'm already on instagram as you obviously know uh, but there, there's always oh, yeah. live stuff to be there and, and things to discover as well uh rachel thank you so much for joining us good luck with the tour and uh can't wait to hear the new stuff too uh we're going to play out for our radio listeners with hurricane uh you've already told us about the track but can you um remember putting this one together can you share any memories of, of when you recorded this yeah so um the song started off being not about me at all it was about the west americana just you know ah, yes. tumbleweeds and storms and you know sweeping plains and then as with most of my songs it ends up being completely about me um <laughs> so really it was about my move again but this was how i felt sad about my town that i was coming from not that i don't feel like it's a, a one horse town but you know it's just it's dramatic it's dramatized okay is that a word i don't even know it is um, it's, a, it's a dramatization of like what i was going through so it was supposed to be thundering americana about completely something else but it was about me really and about, about me moving away from from my comfort zone and my safe place which i feel like i would recommend to anybody who's feeling a bit stagnant go and do the thing that scares you and excites you because you will thank yourself later i think because the comfort zone can stop you from 
doing an awful lot of things that you want to do because you're afraid. That is outstanding advice. Brilliant. <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. Good luck with the tour and um, I'll see you in London. Uh, yes, yeah, see you at the shows. <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that chat half as much as I did. Before you go, there are hundreds more great conversations like this one available to listen to anytime for free on the Now You're Talking podcast. It would really do me a huge favour if you gave this podcast a review wherever you're listening to it. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and share it with your friends. Oh, and I'd love it if you popped me a follow and a message on social media too. You can find me on every platform you're on, uh, all under the same username, at StuPink, S-T-E-W-P-I-N-K. Or you can get in touch on my website, stuartpink.com. I need to go to Argos, you know, this afternoon before sort of two. So that's... That's right. I mean, high rock star lifestyle, (laughs) you know. (laughs) As long as you pick up one of the little pens or That's little pencils. It. I shall thieve one in your honour. Yes, yes, do it. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs>